For Nerds by Nerds Production. Hello and welcome to another spine-tingling episode of the For Nerds by Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. And today, we are going to talk about a movie we watched from the early 90s that became one of the biggest sci-fi horror shows in television history which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1992 the the movie not the show and to talk about this movie with me this hidden gem is the man that chose this movie to begin with you've heard him on here before and he is from the great podcast we get dubbed with his co-host Jay West ladies and gentlemen it's Mac East hey yo it's me Mac East uh thanks for having me on uh Josh I <laughs> I thought I really liked this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. Um, I grew up loving, I, I only watched it after like I was already in love with the show when I was a kid. So I kind of, I don't know, I guess I was enamored with it because it was like kind of like a pre-show. It's almost like a pilot for the, for the show almost. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> this movie is fucking weird. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I had the same feeling pretty much. I didn't hate it or anything, but I remember fucking loving this movie. Yeah. Because I oh, I also, I always wanted to see it, and I knew about it before the show came out, but I didn't see it till after the show had started airing. And I was like, this is fun. It's a little different. It's kind of like a, pre- <laughs> a prequel. Like, it's got a lot of the same elements like, storyline-wise. Yeah. Like, she gets a watcher and finds out she's a vampire slayer and then she trains and all this shit. Like it's, there's a lot of those type of elements to the show, but yeah, the, the major difference is she's very like Valley girl, whereas Sarah Michelle Gellar's character is, she's just kind of like gothy, broody fucking nineties protagonist. Well, she is the way that this character is at the end of the movie. Mm hmm. Because you also have to remember is that this isn't supposed to be set in the same universe. Like this movie is not supposed to be a prequel to the show, but it kind of is because yeah. at the beginning of the series, she already knows she's a vampire slayer. That's actually it's already been established. Yeah, and there's an episode where they do flashbacks and those flashbacks are basically this movie. I think, yeah, that is actually an interesting point. Yeah. Um, because some elements have to have been the same because this movie is written by Joss Whedon who I went on some... to do the show. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard part of the reason he did the show is because he was so pissed. Yeah. About rewrites and Donald Sutherland was just doing his own thing when he, which by the way, I can't believe he's in this movie because he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> when I, when I watched this, like the first few times as a kid and shit, I had no idea like who he was or what kind of star power he had. But now I've like seen all his old, like seventies horror movies and shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, the fact that he's in this is just so crazy to me. Like I've, I've always loved Donald Sutherland. And when I first saw this, I more knew him as Keith Sutherland's dad. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I, yeah, I've seen a bunch of his movies now and I always love when he pops up in the shit. He's got, He's just, I love the way he acts. I think, I don't know if it's his voice or his voice mixed with his facial expressions. He's just, there's something very calming about him and I enjoy yeah. his presence. Have you seen uh, the Body Snatcher movie with him? Invader of the Body Snatchers? Yeah. I've seen so many clips. It's one of those movies I've never watched because I've seen so many clips from it. 
it's I love the ending where he's like pointing at the screen. <laughs> the weirdest I just, face. Yeah, I just saw that recently. Um, that movie's kind of crap. It's like very like seventies naked people fucking everywhere. Jeff Goldblum's in it. But yeah, yeah that last scene, a remake where, of it too. From it like is the late eighties, yeah. early nineties. But that last scene where he's like fucking point. Oh my god, like it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> but yeah, just like I, he like that's a huge movie though. Like, and then he's in this fucking movie that probably I don't imagine they thought it would be like a huge success or anything. I, I don't know. I don't know because Rutger Howard is the bad guy, and he was a pretty notable actor. He was on that Donald Sutherland level at that time. I have no idea who he is. I, I the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, this guy must be somebody because you've seen him in a ton of shit. Okay, because He's like just... he doesn't do anything crazy in them. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't bring a lot to this role. So I assume, yeah, his big role he... that like got him notoriety. His he's in Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. like the bad robot in Blade Runner. Oh um, shit! What you know him more from is probably he is the guy that runs wayne industry and batman begins oh shit <laughs> that they have to like freeze out because he's like a corporate bad guy yeah yeah he's been in it but he's been in a ton of shit he's for not... some reason i thought it was peter fonda like not seeing it but in my memory the bad guy uh... of this movie was played by peter fonda and then when it was Rutger hour i was like what the fuck i don't remember that at all <laughs> yeah i was very unimpressed with him like from the first time you see him on i mean he plays his little fiddle at that point which is pretty cool out of nowhere (laughs) yeah that's the thing it's like what is this but overall he's not very menacing or anything like he's just kind of i don't know a lot of this movie got screwed up like like you said he joss whedon kept the rights to this movie or to this to the to the property of buffy the vampire slayer even though this was made by like i think 20th century fox so yeah he went to make the show because the whole filming of this and everything was a nightmare to him because this is not the movie he wrote. The yeah, movie he wrote was him. much more like the show, and they're like, "No, we need to make it yeah. poppy and funny and and not dark. You have to take all the start. We're going to make this like a teen movie." Yeah, and you <laughs> could tell this is kind of his baby, so I'm sure that. Which, in retrospect, him being like a big piece of shit, it's funny that he kind of got trolled through this whole process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show is like. Especially the first few seasons is like every. I, I remember being like fourth grade, just like fucking going to school every week, like arguing with people about Faith versus Buffy and shit. Like that show yeah. was like the shit to me, man. Yeah, the first I think three or four seasons of that show was great, but then it when it, it moved, like it moved that and another show. I can't remember what it was. They moved from the WB, yeah, to UPN, <laughs> and they're like how they filmed the show changed when it made that yeah. swap so it went from being like shot on location in california to being like shot in a studio and it all looks like shit yeah the studio stuff is bad honestly i rewatched buffy right before the pandemic um and i actually enjoyed most of it there's like one or two seasons that are really bad but even in those seasons every once in a while there's like a gem of an episode so yeah you know it is yeah. it's cheesy I think you, tv if- you can end it where like she graduates and Angel leaves. Yes. If yeah, you just yeah. end it there, then it's like pretty much a perfect series. Yeah. Uh, something else I found interesting about this movie, I guess before, I don't know if you want to get more into detail about it and what, but I I think this came out in ninety two. This is like pre clueless and everything, but like it has such that vibe. Like it's crazy to me. Like yeah, I don't know if there's stuff very before much this. A, it's very but... much a movie of its time. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, like the first few scenes where she's like going shopping with her friends and they're like, it just felt so the whole time. I'm like, oh, this is just like Clueless. And I was like, oh, shit, this is before Clueless. Yeah, it's like a while before Clueless, <laughs> too, which is weird because Clueless has always felt a little out of place for to me because I feel like or it's just very California for the time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you would see that shit in movies that were yeah like four years older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. For me, that's the iconic Valley Girl movie. But I guess there's a bunch of shit before it. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like that opening. I don't remember that opening dance number taking so long. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of really like weird scenes like that in this movie where she's like. I don't know. The training montages are strange. Yeah. It doesn't feel like montages. They're just like her flipping around. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a hard thing to go back and watch. Like, I think this was, we liked this better when Buffy was on. Cause Buffy was still in the nineties. Yeah. So yeah. this type of stuff was, even though it wasn't in the show and culturally it had moved past kind of the Valley girl scene like the valley girls are in the series but they're like the bad guys like they're yeah, the yeah, girls yeah. she hates yeah. um that it didn't seem that dated when we watched it back then but now fucking 30 yeah. years later it it seems very of the time and and hard to relate to yeah and i just i don't know like i i i really think though if the villain was a little more menacing in some way i feel like the movie she doesn't have anybody to play off you know what i mean like yeah she plays off of um her watcher donald sutherland but she doesn't have like this big bad to because that guy like all he every time he shows up he hypnotizes her and then it's it's kind of i don't know i I feel like if he was more menacing and menacing to the city itself i think the movie could have been a little better i don't know yeah yeah well i think it's that way because there's like there's Buffy, played by Christy Swanson, which we didn't mention. She's fucking gorgeous at this yeah. period of time. Yeah. I still think she's beautiful now. <laughs> she, uh, she she looks real good in this movie. Yeah. It's her, so she's in every scene. She's the main character. But then an equal amount of time is divvied up between her with, what is the watcher's name? Merrick? Yeah, Merrick, yeah, yeah. Which we'll get back. I'm not done talking about Donald Sutherland. (laughs) (laughs) And, but the same amount of time is spent between her relationship with him, her relationship with Pike, and her relationship with the main vampire, Loke. What is his name? I honestly don't remember. Locos or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, uh, yeah, Luke Perry is fucking Pike. Oh my God. He's great in this. He's so much different than he is on, like, 90210, which he was on at the time. The fucking soul patch was killing me, man. Soul patch is bad, yeah. <laughs> and then there's well, the and he has where... like a Caesar cut for the whole movie until the very end. And it's like, yeah. what happened to your fucking James Dean bouffant you had? <laughs> yeah, he like, he shaves his face, he gets rid of the fucking, I don't know. She calls him a man. She says like, something like he's a man or something he's like you really think i'm a man or something like like he yeah that was weird (laughs) i i guess it's supposed to be like him being like this teenager that's like kind of ascending into manhood but there's no journey for that at all like is he a teenager though i mean i don't even fucking know (laughs) he doesn't seem to be registered at their school 
He's that's in a, a bar point. at all the points. They're drunk all the time. <laughs> that's a, I didn't even think of that. I just assumed he was, but yeah, you're right. And and it's I feel like this movie is like you can tell now on subsequent viewings that this movie is kind of a mess because it all does seem like rushed. Yeah. Even like there's no point for Buffy to have a boyfriend in this movie. Yeah, yeah. The end. Yeah, he's in the beginning, and then he, she shows up at the end and like bitches at him for going to prom with somebody else. But there's like no real like middle ground there. Like, yeah, there's like a couple establishing shots of like Merrick watching her at school, and she's like kissing her boyfriend and stuff like that, just to establish she has one. And they seem like they're happy together, except for the fact that he lets his best friend get handsy with his girlfriend. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Um, which is a good reason to be pissed at him for sure but yeah there's like she shows up to the prom she's like you're with this girl and he's like you don't give me any attention or some shit yeah he's like he's like we all saw this coming i'm like i don't think any of us saw this coming you were you were fine yesterday (laughs) i honestly forgot you were in this movie until this prom scene um yeah it's so strange yeah like there's no point to it because the whole point of the movie is for her to end up with pike yeah. Like, so why why have that there? It's so odd. And in '90s movies, it was really big to have like the boyfriend that's like the dickhead guy that she has to like get past. But he's not that in this movie. He's not very like he's nothing. Like he's yeah, he's just a kind of a background <laughs> character. <laughs> why didn't you give him like a bad personality? Like, yeah, he doesn't make him serve an any sort of purpose. No, he, you're right. That's. He's pretty normal until he's cheating on his girlfriend openly. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, all this stuff about... I don't know. I don't even know. Like you, like you said, the music thing just comes out of nowhere for him. For the vampire, the main bad guy. He's just plays the fiddle. And I don't know. That scene was cool. But there's no, like, reason for that in any way. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. A character wow. we haven't mentioned yet that is pretty prominent in this movie is uh, Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Oh, Pee Wee yeah. Herman. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, too. You got fucking Sutherland and Pee Wee Herman. Like, <laughs> Two just... opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> and Pee Wee Herman is in this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, he is. He plays Rutger Howard's like, second-in-command, like his right hand, kind of his bitch. Originally, it was written to be a female character. And oh, then it really? got changed to Pee Wee Herman. I don't feel like they changed the character at all. Because he's always trying to kiss his hand and shit. Yeah, you're right. They... <laughs> That's funny when you hear it like that. I also heard that the scene where he dies, he improv that scene. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I'm watching it, and it just tonally, it doesn't fit anything. Like... It's funny, though. It is funny. <laughs> it's the most overdramatic death. for, And all the vampires, you see vampires get staked like crazy in this movie. But he gets it. And he just has this long fucking falling all over, getting back up. <laughs> He's just going, eh, ah. <laughs> and they ah, left that eh. shit in. They were like, fuck it. <laughs> and then he comes back in the end credits and he still dies. <laughs> <laughs> He is he's fun though. I actually I like people like him being in the movie. Fucking uh, Ben Affleck's in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Ben Affleck has an uncredited cameo as the opposing team's like basketball player. Yeah, there's the Teen Wolf scene where the dude fucking I think he's from uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, also with Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? His name's uh, like he has like a girl's name. 
I he's, I like he's also him in Halloween Four. I like him a lot in Days and Confused. Um, oh, my phone. He's not good in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a vampire. He comes on the court. He's just fucking dunking and shit. You know, you we all know the story. But then, yeah, Ben Affleck's just there, like pissed off. And I was like, oh shit, like what's he doing in this movie? <laughs> yeah, it was, so I look. I looked it up. I googled. I went onto his <laughs> his IMDb to find it because I'm like, that's got to be Ben Affleck. It looks just like him. Fucking Seth Green's in this movie for like a quick second. Yeah, for Flash. <laughs> you see like the back of his head. Um, what's her name too? What if who's the chick that like is the, like her friend but acts like an asshole? Hillary Swank. Hillary yeah. Swank. Yeah. The next Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Swank's in this movie looking weird as ever. Um. <laughs> she does <laughs> the cast is really interesting for this movie um none of them really like kill it or anything i, I guess Wee herman does a pretty decent job but yeah uh uh donald sutherland kills it in this movie okay yeah that's fair yeah <laughs> which I apparently to... <laughs> he took he just like ad-libbed all his lines like he changed yeah. dialogue to where like it didn't make sense and uh Joss Whedon like hated it. <laughs> he was like, "He's ruining my script," and he quoted. He was quoted as saying, "He was a dick." <laughs> yeah. What I think is so weird about that is it didn't seem to ruin any scenes to me. Like everything seemed to make sense. Yeah, yeah, they saved so, it. I'm America's... just wondering how off the rails he went, or what the fuck was this movie supposed to be about? <laughs> his ad libbing. <laughs> Merrick is just a. He's a weird character in a good way. He's almost like Doctor Loomis from Halloween. Yeah, he has that vibe. Yeah, but he is always doing these like weird tick things. Like when she first meets him, he's like spinning this ball in his hand, and then later he's like chewing on his handkerchief. <laughs> yeah, yo, the handkerchief thing was so strange. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he is he's very good. You're right. He he does a lot of cool shit, uh, and his character is interesting. I guess is he being. Is he immortal or being reincarnated every time? He's being reincarnated. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. different in... Not very different, but it, there are slight differences to the series. Like, in the series, the Watchers are like a whole organization. and Yeah, yeah, they're all like... Which doesn't really make sense when you really think about it, because there's only one Slayer, and they're supposed to train her, and there's a a whole organization for that. Yeah, but she has one. She only gets the one. There's only uh, one. Yeah, yeah, it is odd. Yeah, <laughs> this makes a little more sense. It's kind of an interesting like cycle, I guess. Um, and I guess she's been killed by this same dude like over and over again. Um, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, because he's not like Dracula or anything. He's not even like a special vampire in any way that yeah. I can tell. Yeah, why not just make it Dracula? Yeah, and Man, what's the chances? Special. Why is he in Los Angeles at the same time she happens to exist? They don't explain that at all. They don't no. explain that at all. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah, he's just there. I don't know. Yeah, he can, he does, and they don't know who the Slayer is because he's, she's told to keep her identity secrets because then the vampires will know that she's the one. Oh, and David Arquette. Yeah, I forgot. He fucking, yeah, he finds out her name, which should have been easier. Um... But yeah, then once they have her name, they can find her easily. I guess they just look her up. Because the whole point is his, yeah, his whole point is he's supposed to kill the Slayers to stop her from killing vampires. And she needs to kill him because she kills vampires. (laughs) Like, in in one of the coolest scenes, I think, in the movie, just from like the set wise, they're at that like 
carnival fair thing. Yeah, like, like a, a parade a, graveyard. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. And they're there, and they have the fight with the main vampire dude, and he beats her, and then he just lets her go. And he's like, she's not ready yet or something. But I was like, this scene was so cool, and then it just kind of fizzles out a little bit. And he ki- Well, he kills Merrick. That's supposed yeah. to be like the emotional crush of, the, of that scene. But it's so kind of out of nowhere. A lot of the kills are very bad in this. Like some are good. Like some of the vampire stakings are great. It's like popping yeah, through the other side of their shit. body and is covered in blood. It looks fucking awesome. They don't turn to dust like in the TV show. No, they just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I think that scene where she first has to fight the vampires, that's good. But where like Merrick dies, that whole fight scene is bad, and his death is weird. It doesn't look like he's really being staked. Like yeah. And same with the ending. I think the ending is lame. Like, it's not. It's nothing to write home about. No, it's very anti. A lot of the fight choreography is bad in this movie. Like, she does a few cool things here and there, but a lot of the fights are, like, super slow. Like, it doesn't look yeah. like anybody's and really. And there's trying. nothing to them. It's mostly just yeah. her doing back handsprings, and then yeah, yeah. there'll be some stakings. Yeah, there's, like, the one point where she. I don't remember which one. She stakes the vampire, and then she, like, fucking front drop kicks the stake in a little further yeah but then there's it's cool that was cool there's like some cool stuff like that but overall yeah like i like the idea of this movie more than i like the execution is shit <laughs> it's just yeah yeah it's not even if you could deal with it being of the times like bringing yourself back to the early 90s it's just so it just sticks out like a sore thumb yeah I, even I, if I, you I... took that away there's just there's nothing like she just tries to stake him with a flagpole over and over again until she does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't have any sort of real. Po- I guess he can hypnotize people, but that's like he doesn't even seem like he's as strong as the other vampires in any particular way. Like, no. And then he get he gets staked, and then he what does he say? He just goes, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> it really felt like they didn't give a fuck when they were making it. Like the fact that like Joss Whedon was pissed they rewrote his movie and then they just didn't do anything good by rewriting it is just I don't know what was going on over there. Apparently, and I'd like to look this up and and see if I can find a copy of it because I'd be interested in reading it. There is a comic book of his original script of this. Oh wow! Like his original bit is called Origins. And it's like what the movie was. He made it in comic book form of what the movie was supposed to be. I'd, I'd actually, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. I actually read some of the Buffy comics that take place after the show. Yeah. It's weird because they're, they're like a very organized Slayer organization. They got like fucking helicopters and shit. And they're just like, it's a little too much. It's it's like their shield. It, you know, it, it but yeah, because she did at the end, didn't the show end with her like a, somehow activating everyone that has the yeah, potential to be a slayer? Spoiler alert, Josh, but yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sorry, she... did I spoil that 20 year old show? <laughs> I and think you'll which, survive, which this doesn't really make sense, but yeah, somehow I guess girls there are certain girls with the slayer gene, and she I forget how, but she activates it in all of them, so she built she builds a slayer army, yeah, it's because. Anytime a Slayer dies, a new one automatically gets activated. Which they so, wasted a cool storyline. I, I think they kind of rebuilt it with Faith anyway. But yeah, Buffy dies, comes back to life. But in that time, a Slayer is born. But somehow is her age. You're, it seems like you have the gene and it just kicks in if you're the next one. Um, you're not like... Because re- in this movie, it seems like once one dies, 
then another one is born. Yeah, you have to be reincarnated. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's Which I thought was weird. They're like, if if you have the birthmark of the Slayer, which is just a mole on your clavicle. Yeah. Well, she got removed. Which... Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, oh, if you have this mark, then you're the Slayer. But it's like, you don't need the mark because they all look like Christy Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But that's the other thing. Yeah, she they're supposed to have this mark. She doesn't have this mark. So the one defining feature that's supposed to be of the Slayer, she doesn't even fucking have. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess she's just over, over and again reincarnated. Uh, and they don't get into like what that means or why at all. Um, which good. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> just, they would have just fumbled that anyway. So, and the flashbacks are so bad. Oh my god, they look like shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some of this is very much like. <laughs> It looks more like a TV show than the TV show does. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it looks worse than the Buffy flashbacks. Like, there's like, because sometimes Buffy will flashback to like when Angel was like, yeah, and like it doesn't 1700s look this or whatever. Bad. Yeah, it does. They have like this sepia. It almost looks like somebody's doing a play. Like it, it just, uh, it looks horrible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The flashbacks in this are more like they are in the Highlander. <laughs> yeah, I really. I wanted to like this man, and I did. I actually really did like like the first half, and then when I realized it wasn't going anywhere, it I was like, oh, okay, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, because yeah. the first half is cool because like I, it establishes like nostalgia stuff for me. Like it's everything's like familiar because I like Clueless and things like that. So I'm like, okay, like I can get behind this and her being like badass, and then she's not really that badass, and neither is the vampire she's fighting. It's just. They jam in the fucking Teen Wolf scene for fucking no reason at all. <laughs> they do. They absolutely do. <laughs> like he's got like pointy ears and shit. Like yeah, all the va- the new vampires all have pointy ears, but they're like elf ears. Like they have like numerous points on them, and they're very weird. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It's bad makeup. Um, yeah, I like the prom. I actually like the dance scene. Like, I thought that setup was really cool, where like the fucking vampires are like trying to come in. It's almost like a like a zombie kind of thing, where they're like trying to come through windows and stuff. Yeah, but that scene sucked too because everybody's just fighting in slow motion in the background, and it's just it's bad. There's crappy one liners everywhere. It's and like normal people are taking down vampires. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. So, so it's... what do I need the vampire slayer for? <laughs> yeah, if everybody's banned together, we can kick some vampire ass. You don't really need Buffy at this point. And I guess in the original script, she sets the fucking gymnasium on fire to kill all the vampires. That's badass. Yeah, I'd I... like to see that. <laughs> and her principal is uh, the dude from Barry. He's a uh, Fuchs, and he does like uh, he's the voice actor in King of the Hill. The, the, the principal's uh, I forget his name. Yeah, he's he's, a, re- he's the red stapler guy from Office Space. Yeah, yeah. Bill Dotry from King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah, Bill. Yeah, he's not very good in this movie. Uh, when I saw, oh, him, I, you like, didn't, I, I thought he was a bright spot, and I liked him in this movie. Yeah, he's just, there's a point where the vampires are all dead, and he's just giving them fucking detention, detention slips. slips yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> like, yo, that's the thing too. Like, nobody really seem to sell the vampires showing up like they were just like oh shit like they reacted normally but nobody was like holy shit i can't believe vampires exist yeah it was more like oh fuck here's the vampires (laughs) 
Yeah, not a single person seemed at that dance seemed shocked. They were just like, "Oh, vampires!" <laughs> <laughs> All the way to the principals. Is no, like he was making jokes. Like even Luke Perry, when Luke Perry found out vampires didn't exist or that vampires existed, he was just like, "Oh, okay, you say that." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and then he's killing vampires. <laughs> Yeah, that fucking car chase with with uh, not even a car chase where fucking him and uh, Pee Wee Herman are fighting, and Pee Wee Herman loses his fucking arm. Yeah, it rips his arm off. Which I I wonder, do vampires not grow their limbs back? I guess they don't. Um, it depends on the the what, yeah the lore. What it, sometimes the whole they time do. I'm like, I wonder if he's gonna grow that back, and then he's just kind of you could see the fucking thing in his jacket, and he's just oh my god. I know in Blade they do. Yeah. Remember in the first Blade they because Donald Logue broke his arm in production, they were like, <laughs> We need a way to fucking basically have you not have an arm so we can tuck it under your clothes. So they cut his arm off. <laughs> <laughs> See, I kinda like that though. I like I like the vampires I guess I like the losing the arm thing and it being permanent because sometimes vampires are a little much. Um Yeah, that's true. And that that car chasing is all right. Like it's it is what it is. Yeah, it's not bad. Just there just seems to that and the school scene. Vampires are just literally coming out of nowhere. It's like you're in the middle of the fucking woods right now. Where are their vampires coming from? That's the thing. It's like, yo, are we in like where are we? Because sometimes it's an urban space. Sometimes there's fucking woods. And I don't know. I I come from. It's supposed to be in Los Angeles. Yeah, I come from a place where you ain't finding no woods that easily. Like, but you you know somehow they're just like hanging out in the woods or i guess they have that like fucking lover's lane kind of place where the two are getting drunk uh, Luke yeah Perry and... yeah that was weird <laughs> yeah i like them all drunk and shit though i actually like that scene where fucking donald sutherland just fucking drags comes him. out of nowhere and, and <laughs> saves luke Perry's lives but not david arquette's <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Let's David Arquette get taken by a vampire and then whisks away unconscious Luke Perry. I see. That's see. I really like the beginning of this movie. Like all of that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know at what point I really lost it, but I did like the setup of this movie. Yeah. Even Buffy, when she finds out vampires are real, she just kind of accepts it before she even sees proof. He's just like, I'm a watcher. You're a vampire slayer. You have a mole right there. That's the mark of the vampire <laughs> yeah, slayer. Yeah, he's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he mentions that she has dreams. Not even like specific anything. It's just, <laughs> he's just like, you have dreams. And she's like, oh, shit. I do have dreams. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> How did he know? And then, do you, yo, her room is like something out of a 90s video like he has this like bed in the middle of the room and it's just this like dark room with like these like windows in the back it looks like like an rem video or something man like fucking it took me a while to realize they were in her bedroom yeah (laughs) (laughs) she lives in a well what was with that scene like after the car chase scene she brings pike back to her house for no reason (laughs) like oh yeah her mom (laughs) You have a boyfriend, yeah. and he has no like he doesn't need to hide out at your house. It wasn't like you rescued him from his house, and now he has no place to go. He was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, you're right, and he, you're right. He is probably in it. He has his own apartment. Yeah, he's got. He has a job. He's he's working as a mechanic while they're all at yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, he's a grown man. He's grooming this. her. <laughs> yeah, this is fucked up. Well, considering who wrote it, I guess. 
Just <laughs> <laughs> connecting some dots here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, it is so strange. Like the just the her house is fucking big, but like her room looks like it doesn't even fit in that house. Like it's yeah, bigger it's just... than like the living room. It's just fucking huge. I just I think the sets of this movie are bad. Like this, like I like the like I said, I like the carnival fair fucking I don't know parade float one, but like the cemetery kind of looks crappy. There's that scene where she fights the vampire, and there's like the chain link fence. It just looks yeah. like sets. It doesn't yeah, look she good at all. Down, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It does look a lot like sets, even though I can't tell if some of them are. I feel like yeah. that's just what L.A. looked like in the fucking early 90s. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they just have such tight camera angles that you're not really getting a good establishing shots. I don't know, but it a lot yeah. of it doesn't look good. A lot of it doesn't look good. Some of, some of it does, though. Like I like their training area where they trained. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, what is it called? The fucking carnival ride scene where uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, what the fuck is that thing called? Merry go round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's on it. He, like at certain points, he looks very menacing in this movie. He's he does most of the heavy lifting as far as bad guy stuff goes. He's and and he's played for jokes, so it's such, like that's the the tone is just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. The show is if you like the show, maybe you'll like this movie as just a fun related thing as long as you understand that it's different yeah um, i was getting some like xander vibes from luke perry a little bit like i know he's like cooler than xander in a lot of ways but also some of his like just some of the stuff that he was doing like reminded me of xander like kind of like bumbling into fights and things like that yeah yeah he is kind of like a kind of wisecracking yeah. I don't know. They 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 somewhat try to make it like he's a bad a, a badass, but maybe you should. But at the same time, they try to they kind of brush him off as like a drunk stonery type. Yeah, yeah. He starts as like a drunk stoner. Then he's kind of like this mechanic that rides motorcycles and shit. And then he's just he's like stealing dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like bumbling around. What was that scene? Him and some guy are just working <laughs> on a dirt bike in an alley in the middle of the fucking night. <laughs> Yeah, they got the dry ice fog just going. It's just, oh my god, made no sense. Yeah, this movie, like I, I watched this movie like two days ago, and it's so hard to keep track of everything that happened because there's such so many short scenes that just don't even make sense. Yeah, like David Arquette's character disappears and then shows back up. Again. Shows I thought he was going to be like a cool character in this movie, like as that dude's friend who like, but no, he's just which. I still don't know how he doesn't know Buffy's name. I don't. Whatever. Yeah. Well, because they, they don't. Because they don't go to school together. <laughs> I know, but he seemed like it seemed like they. I don't. know. I guess they do introduce themselves in that bar scene. And I don't think she introduced herself, so I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah, for a movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you, you would think that they would say her name a lot, but they really don't. Yeah. Like, and it's such an odd name. It's not like Buffy's a normal name. I. <laughs> My fucking wife, she leans over and she's like, yo, if we have a daughter and she's blonde, we name her Buffy. And I was like, I'm not into it, but I shake on it because I'm not going to have a blonde kid. Like, I have <laughs> But now I'm like, fuck, man, what if they just happen to If you to do, be she's definitely the chosen one. <laughs> God damn it. Like, I, I just shook her hand. And she, I shook on it because I'm like, whatever. But now I'm like thinking about it the next day, like, fuck. 
It Namor, is a weird name. Namor, Buffy, like another name with a B that's longer than you can call her Buffy for short. Is, I feel like Buffy might actually be short for something. Like one of those weird like Dick for Richard kind like of things. Beatrice or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the show, I mean, clearly, I mean, there's more, there's always more time in a show, but the show is just, the tone of it is much better. It The darker tone of the show definitely fits this type of thing much better. It's weird yeah. to have a, like, your main character is a killer, but this is like a romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the show does have comedy aspects, but it doesn't... They don't step on each other like it does in this. Like the comedy and like the dread and like the looming threat. They don't step on each other like they do on in this movie. Like you, you never feel the threat because the comedy aspects are so like anytime you start seeing like Pee Wee Herman sometimes does look menacing like you said, but then immediately he does something stupid and you're just like, yeah. oh, this guy's yeah. like a joke. Like, this movie's a straight up comedy. It's not yeah. an action movie or anything. And the show is like an action show with comedy elements. Uh, and obviously it's an idea that would work. So I, I can see why Joss Whedon was pissed when this came out. Uh. <laughs> There's a lot of st- of the stuff going back to the show that I don't like though. Like that it would, it makes it hard to sit through is because a character like Xander is very much of the time to yeah. where like his delivery and the things that he say are no longer like relevant or like cool or fun yeah. at the time it was like oh he's funny but now it's like oh he's not funny he's well, a, he's a loser <laughs> like he's supposed he, to be <laughs> he also he yeah he does make like a lot of pop culture references that definitely don't land anymore and things like that like i think it may maybe it's a i think the problem with a character like that or the reason you notice a character like that in that way now is because of binging you can binge watch yeah. shit you did you used to have to watch buffy fucking week for week or maybe you'd catch like two episodes in a row on syndication or whatever yeah. but like now you can watch the entire show in order as many episodes in a row as yeah. you want so like that type of stuff starts to fucking grade on you a little bit yeah no that's true yeah if a character is kind of annoying they it's amplified by that much when you're binging like yeah but i i Actually, one of my favorite episodes of Buffy is there's an episode where it just follows Xander, and it's just through this, like, there everything's going crazy, and Xander's just kind of, like, bumbling through the whole thing, and it's all from his perspective. It's really funny. It actually reminds me a lot of, like, Bruce Campbell kind of shit. Like, it's him just, like, getting fucking blood and guts and all this shit, like, fucking dropped on. <laughs> oh, really? I haven't seen yeah, that one. It's a pretty funny, it's way later, but it's it's a pretty funny episode. I know there's an episode later on where his, I think his step, his, not his step, his twin brother plays him for the whole episode. Yeah. Because yeah. he like lost his voice or something. I forget. I forget. I, yeah, I had, I was like really into it like a couple of years ago. Um, now nah, I forgot everything again. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's a show Tammy, Tammy was really into. I do recommend this. If I know where, you know, you hate Xander, obviously, or you don't hate him, but you, you've, yeah. I <laughs> but the Xander episode is worth checking out. Like, it's just it makes fun of Buffy in a lot of funny ways. Like, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I think the tone of this movie is just what kind of did it for me because yeah, no, nah, we talked about it already, but yeah. <laughs> Would you recommend it though? Would you recommend people check it out? It's especially if they're a fan of the show or if they're not a fan of the show. If they're a fan of the show, absolutely check it out. You, 
you gotta see like the origins of like like i said it, it almost functions like a pilot or like a prequel like you were saying like kind of so i think it's worth checking out it's just kind of a fun thing if you're a big fan of the show if you're not i hell no don't watch this shit like <laughs> There's, there's so much better vampire shit. There's so much better like action horror type shit. Action. Yeah, there's, there's better horror comedies than this. There's yeah, way yeah. better horror comedies than this from the '90s. Like I, yeah, uh, it just yeah, it's not good. No, no, no. But yeah, if you're a fan of the show, it's fun to go and see the kind of similarities of like what they what Joss Whedon definitely wanted to be in that went into the show and the stuff that was taken out or toned down. Actually. Yeah. There's something that reminded me of the show a lot in this, uh, in this movie at the end, she has the fucking prom dress on. Yeah. With the leather and jacket. She throws on the leather jacket at the end of season one of Buffy. She wears like this big prom. Cause like the whole show, she's not really like super girly, but then she fucking at the end of the season one where she's going to, she basically knows she's going to die. Cause she's fighting like the main bad guy of the season. Yeah. She throws on this like prom dress kind of thing in the same way, like where she's going to fight the big bad, and it just it, that he must really like that image. But it's it reminded me a lot of the show. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I think I might start rewatching the show. I I really I really like the first few seasons. It's actually really worth it, dude. It, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun horror show you know because every week that you know they have like the monster of the week kind of thing and sometimes yeah. it, it the show really depends on whether the monster of the week is good or not yeah i think i might there's things online you can look up watch watch orders where they kind of take out all the useless episodes that don't have any main story elements in it yeah i think my, maybe i'll watch it that way where i can some of those could it. be fun though i mean but yeah if you want to just kind of get the plot i can see that too because there's some good plot stuff in there well, sometimes they just go a long time without touching their plot stuff. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, you have a really good story going on. Like when Angel becomes a bad guy and shit. I'm like, I don't care about anything else. I need this story. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I Watching Buffy, I always like the main plot better. But watching yeah. Supernatural, I like the Monster of the Week stuff way better than the major plots. Yeah, sometimes so, when it changes, it's just like, oh, this is it, the show's different now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Yeah, because every time there's a big bad, like the whole... Every time, like, there's a big bad, the show sort of has to, like, when it has the episodes about the big bad, it, like, it has that same tone every time. Whereas, like, each episode with, like, a regular monster of the week could have, like, a different kind of story structure and kind of, like, they could do a lot, they have a lot more freedom when it's just a regular monster of the week that they're going to kill off by the end anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, this was fun. I, uh, I'm glad I got to watch it again. It's been, like, fucking 10 years probably yeah i don't think i've watched this since i was in high school and i'm 35 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. I, I've, I've i've only seen this movie twice too i watched it once like when i was in the buffy and then i watched it again like it was on tv one day and i was like fuck it i'll watch it yeah i think i've only ever seen this on tv i saw it on tbs i remember the first time i ever saw it i was so excited that they were playing it on tv <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, it's probably more fun on TV because you're like probably like half paying attention to the commercials and shit. And, you know. Yeah, well, I also think there was like it was a, it was Halloween time, and I think there was like TBS used to do like Halloween interstitials, like these people like hosting the horror movie of oh, the night, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they did like that where they like dressed up and shit, and they'd be like give you trivia about the movie and stuff like that. I miss when the networks gave a fuck and did yeah. that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, the 90s was cool for shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the network TVs don't give a fuck and the streaming services isn't doing any of them. Yeah, Shudder has, uh, you know, Joe Bob Briggs. He used What's to that? do a show like that. Joe Bob, this guy, Joe Bob Briggs, he used to do a horror show like that where he would do like interstitials in between watching a movie and, and give you trivia about it and stuff. Oh, they brought cool. him, when Shudder started, they brought him back and gave him his own show on Shudder again. So he like does these movie watch-alongs and shit. Oh, that's awesome. I got Shudder. I should check that out. I need Shudder. I, I, I have a horror movie podcast and I don't have Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> Shudder's pretty good. Sometimes you're just chilling and you're like, all right, let me see what they got. And they got like pretty, they got some decent stuff on there. Yeah, there's so much horror everywhere that it's it's well, hard that's why to get a horror it. app. Yeah. yeah, that's why you don't need it because you do have to pay extra for it. But it is nice to have when you just want to see horror shit because some, you know, uh, it's nice. Yeah, but you and me, we both watch some trash. <laughs> I love it, man. I love trash. That's why I feel bad like trash in this movie. But it's not. This also isn't bad enough to be good either. Like, yeah, it's not like low budget or anything. Yeah, I love bad shit. <laughs> and this ain't this ain't really hit, doing it for me. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. But hell yeah, dude. Uh, tell everyone about your show before you get out of here. We get dubbed the best anime yes. podcast out there. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're an anime podcast. Me and Jay West, you'll hear him on the Pumpkinhead episode, or you have heard him on the Pumpkinhead episode. Um, I don't know when you're releasing these shits. But... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we do anime. We are covering, probably around this time, we're doing Chainsaw Man for Halloween, actually. We have our hokey Halloween special three, and we're doing Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun. We eat the bean-boozled beans, which could be <laughs> candy, could be, you know, could taste like, you know, dog food or fucking puke or something. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and we drink pumpkin beers, and we talk, we're going to talk about Sailor Moon this year. So check that out. That should be a lot of fun. Do you need me to come on and sing the theme song? <laughs> you, oh my god, that theme song, man! By the way, we have the tournament going on, and yes, that made it pretty far. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that that was really fun watching that and and listening to it. Yeah, check out uh check that out too. We have a tournament going on where we are going through anime theme songs. We started with sixty. We actually started with Josh. Mm-hmm. And quali- we had qualifiers. He came on for Bleach. And uh, yeah, we're slowly building up to what we consider the best anime theme song. We'll, and uh, yeah, we're getting there too. Um, that took a little longer than we wanted, but. <laughs> yeah, it's been going on for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did the first qualifier in like January. So this thing's been like all year. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check that out. And thanks for having me, Josh, man. This was This was dope. Hell yeah, buddy. But uh, yeah, you can find this show on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four and letter U. And we will be back within the next few days with another spooky episode. But until then, I am Josh. I am Mac East. And this is the Corners by Nerds Podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends.